Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Live from WHO HD, it's Sound Off with Keith Murphy and John Sears. Featuring Andy Fails with What's Bugging Andy. Now, get ready to sound off. Keith Murphy alongside John Sears. What's Bugging Andy coming up as he uh, tries to make Cyclone fans understand. How do you think that'll go? Uh, he tried. Uh, you know, uh, sound off would be more fun tonight if Iowa State had beaten Texas A&M and Iowa had beaten Maryland, but... That's not what happened. We can't Tough have it all. Losses. We do have two top 15 teams, but we can't have it all. Can't all have the it time. all. We do have the Pro Bowl. No, oh. that's not the hot topic. It's, it's not the Pro Bowl. That was awful, even mm. more worse than usual. Uh, it's whatever you decide at 515-282-9010. Call now. It's your chance to sound off. Tyler Sash loved football. He loved playing for Oskaloosa. He loved playing for the New York Giants, and he especially loved playing for the Hawkeyes. Tyler Sash lived 27 years, and for 16 of those years, he played football. Football did not kill Sash, but at the end, it made life miserable. Tyler Sash had CTE, a disease found in people who have suffered continual brain trauma. Sash died from an accidental overdose of strong pain meds. It's a story we hear more and more. A former player becomes, at times, unrecognizable to his own family. Bouts of confusion, memory loss, and temper tantrums. Sash found trouble and seemed lost, but dealing with life after the intoxicating fame of football and the adrenaline rush of game day makes it tough for anyone. So speculation ran wild, and in the, at times, cruel world of social media, anonymous trolls made it even worse for Tyler. Now we learn Tyler had advanced CTE rarely seen in a man his age, similar to that of Junior Seau, a Hall of Famer who shot himself in the chest to preserve his brain for research. Seau knew something was wrong, as did Sash. But CTE can't be diagnosed until death, the cruelest twist of all. It does bring a measure of, if not comfort, closure to Tyler's mom, Barney Sash, and Tyler's friends and family. But how do we resolve our love for football? I love football. We've known about CTE in the awful final years of many ex-players. We don't watch less football, we watch more. The movie Concussion bombed at the box office. We don't want to feel bad about something that makes us feel good. But what about kids? We once allowed smoking everywhere, restaurants, schools, even airplanes. But Big Tobacco finally admitted smoking may cause cancer and we changed. We now know playing football or any sport that causes repeated blows to the head may cause CTE, not will, but like smoking, may. If you're 18 and want to smoke or skydive, you have that freedom. But what about kids?
When my 10-year-old son, Cade, wanted to play football, he did, and I was thrilled. When my six-year-old son, Colin, wanted to play football, he did, and I was thrilled. But last year, when both said they did not want to play football, I was thrilled. Mostly. Okay, partly. I played 10 years of football and loved every minute. I started as a roadrunner in flag. Check out those tough skin jeans and that slick back hair. By age 10, I joined the Jets, added pads, and let the hair flow like Bruce Jenner. 1970s Jenner. <laughs> in high school, I had one bad mustache and two bad concussions. I added another concussion when knocked out in college as a tackling dummy. So I asked my parents, knowing what you know now, would you still let me play tackle football? They said no. Two hours and a lengthy conversation later, my mom said, we want to change our answer. You wanted to play so badly, we probably would have let you against our better judgment. Which leads me back to Colin. He now tells me he wants to play tackle again. He'll be 12. Part of me is excited. I love football. But part of me knows research proves, with or without symptoms, with or without concussions, with or without helmets, with or without a pro career, repetitive blows to the head place athletes at risk of permanent brain damage. Barney Sash loved being a football mom, but it's not worth what happened to her son. Chances are that won't happen to my son. But what if it does? And now I know it is possible. Well said, Keith. Definitely well said. Now, I want to take time to talk about a concerning topic in college hoops. Balls. <laughs> Way to lighten it up. Basketballs. Basketballs. On Thursday, Iowa lost at Maryland. The Hawkeyes posted their worst shooting output of the season. After the game, Hawkeye players were asked about the different kind of ball that was used, an Under Armour ball. Contrary to many reports, Iowa did not complain about the ball they used. There's a difference between responding to a question and flat-out complaining. In fact, Peter Jock credited Maryland's defense, said Iowa struggled getting quality open looks, never made any excuse about the ball. But when specifically asked about the ball, Jock said, yeah, it felt different, kind of like a street ball. One, I have no problem with the reporter asking the question. Two, I have no problem with Jock giving an honest answer. I think it's a legit answer. How many times have you gone to your local gym or YMCA, rummaged through the rack of balls for the one that feels the best? Now, all those balls are the same size, shape, weight, but different brands can feel different. To be honest, I had no idea so many schools played with a different kind of ball. In fact, in the five power conferences, seven different kinds of balls are used. Why isn't there just one universal NCAA ball that everyone uses like they do in the NCAA tournament? Oh, I know. Uh-huh. Money. Iowa uses a Nike ball, like most schools, but also on the list of balls, Adidas, Spalding, Wilson, Under Armour, Sterling, and something called The Rock. Imagine a professional golfer switching from Titleist clubs to TaylorMade two days before a tournament. He may still perform okay, he's a professional, but it would feel different. Look, no excuses. Iowa lost to a very good Maryland team, and they knew they'd be using an Under Armour ball. But Peter Jock was asked a legit question. He answered honestly, and I think it's a legit topic. Isn't that what we want in journalism? 
Let's get to the live phone calls now. Uh, we'll go first to a guy who calls himself Tell It Like It Is. Don, how can you not start with Tell It Like It Is? Don, he's in Knoxville. Uh, Don, what are you going to tell us about how it is? Well, it's like, hi, Murph. Hi, Don. Kind of like this. Iowa State, either they won't play defense or they can't play defense. When you get out toward 16 to 4, makes no sense to me whatsoever. And the second thought is when they have that many turnovers after playing together for so many years, that also makes no sense. So I'll let you go, and thanks for my call. All right, well, Don, uh, telling it like it is, just as promised, mm -hmm. uh, some of this credit has to go to Texas A&M. This is the number five team in the country. Yeah. Uh, Iowa State had a bad final four and a half minutes, and Deontay Burton, by the way, I, I still am unsure why he was on the bench during most of the time Texas A&M made that late run. Burton was the energy surge in this game. Yeah, this was a pretty evenly matched game until that final two minutes. And usually, we're used to seeing Iowa State, you know, uh, thrive in those final minutes. Sure. Monte Morris usually hits the big shot. But Iowa State committed some bad turnovers. They missed shots down the stretch that we aren't used to seeing. And look, it was a non-conference road game, so it's not going to kill them in the rankings or where they're seated in the Big 12 tournament. But I think when you look at it, you, you start have to – Wow, that's a heck of a pass. <laughs> that Every time I see it, that's incredible the way it's he a did great that. Pass. You start having having to wonder, you know, this team will need to get some good road wins down the stretch, I think, before they go into the Big 12 tournament. And uh, similar losses this week, really, for Iowa State and uh, Iowa. And Iowa, Maryland, yeah. Yeah, on the road against top 10 teams, right there for most of the game, but didn't make enough plays to get it done. And for uh, Iowa State, they have such a tremendous home court advantage oh. with the energy from that crowd that especially gets you to play defense maybe when you don't quite feel like it, that Iowa State has to make sure they find some other way to get that energy to keep them as sharp as they want to be for the entire 40 minutes. It is time for Lookalikes with a local connection. The director of Sound Off, Old Spice, judges. He takes it seriously. And we start with Iowa basketball's Dom Yule and rock legend Whoa. Jimi Hendrix. This is from Michelle Parsons in Fort Dodge. Old Spice, what do you think? No? Mm, not digging it. You don't like that one? Wait. Uh, oh, wait. I'm conflicted here. Okay, we, we had a premature buzzer. The actual verdict, yes. The actual verdict is thumbs up. Nicely done. Kent in Humboldt says, drug basketball coach Ray Giacoletti looks like presidential candidate John Kasich. Old Spice, no, no. Now, do we have to give equal time to everybody else in the look like <laughs> I'm not sure. All right, guys. The last time I was out here, <laughs> things did not go so well. Give me another chance next on What's Bugging Andy. Follow us on Twitter at SoundOff13. Scott writes, it's extremely sad what happened to Sash, but... To say I'll change my football viewing habits would be a lie. I love the game. Matt also comments on the sport of football. I'll still watch, but when I have kids, football will be a last option sport for them to play. Julie says it's, uh, if football brings my son joy, then playing it is worth the risk. Study CT and make improvements, but don't allow fear to take over. Some interesting thoughts, and thank you for those. Andy fails, as he sometimes does, upset a fan base. Which one this time? Uh, Cyclones. And it's What's Bugging Andy. 
In the last edition of What's Bugging Andy, I talked about the way that winning breeds new fans. Apparently with the Cyclone crowd, that segment went over like an electric eel in the swimming pool. They took it as me saying, there's no winning to cheer about at Iowa State, so why would anyone choose to become a Cyclone fan? They got really, really angry, and I didn't realize it as I was out of town last week on vacation and didn't do much on social media. I realize it now, and I want to assure everyone that that's not what I meant. What I meant to say is that Iowa and Iowa State are a little like the political parties that are all crowded into town right now. They're always looking for ways to draw the undecided voters over to their side. And my belief is that undecided sports fans, when they do decide to pick a team, tend to stay shallow and back the team that simply wins more and gets more of the national headlines. Given the 12-0 football season and the 7-0 start to the Big Ten basketball season, I think that Iowa has probably landed more of those new fans. Well, I didn't do a very good job of making that point, apparently. Now, I've been writing this segment for almost 15 years, but I still don't always do a good job of saying what I want to say. I am absolutely part of the issue. But the other part is that fans tend to hear what they want to hear. If you feel like the media is a bunch of Hawkeye homers, which is something I've been called a whole bunch of times this past week, then you tend to latch onto the words that appear to slight the Cyclones. If you think I'm a Cyclone sympathizer, which is something I've also been called in the past week, you heard only the part of last week's What's Bugging Andy where I seem to suggest that Iowa fans are fair weather fans with no real connection to the university. I didn't mean that either. I think you've known me for long enough to hear me cheer hard for both schools and call them both out when things aren't going so well. In spite of popular opinion, I was not trolling Cyclone fans. I don't troll. <laughs> All right, let me amend that. I don't troll the fans of our local teams. All right, one more time. <laughs> I don't want to troll Iowa or Iowa State fans that I don't know or who I don't know would get a kick out of it. It's not fruitful and it's really not any fun. So even though I know you'll hear what you want to hear, I'm hoping that some of that clears things up. <laughs> I'm Andy Fails and that's what's bugging me. Uh, we'll see, won't we, John? Mm. Next on Sound Off, the most tired stories in the history of Super Bowl week. Who's in your five? Like us on Facebook, Cyclone fan Tyler writes about the Big 12 SEC Challenge. These kind of games are distraction games and to a point a waste. Iowa State is more concentrated on Big 12 play and will bounce back on Tuesday with a win. Roger writes about that bizarre goalie <laughs> fight at the Iowa Wild game Saturday. I was there. This was awesome. The rest of the guys were fighting, but they all stopped and stood by each other just to watch the goalies fight. I've never seen a goalie fight in person. My life is now complete. And that fight is still to come on Sound Off. Who's in your five? Tired Super Bowl week stories. This is in the run-up to the Super the Bowl. The rev-up to the Super Bowl. Yeah, we get tired of these. Just, just the exhausting story. Super Bowl 40. 
Did you know Jerome Bettis was going home to Detroit? What? Super Bowl 47, the coaches are brothers. No way. Super Bowl 48, Richard Sherman's shouting interview with Aaron Andrews after the NFC Championship game. I'm the, what, I'm the best. What is it saying? You, you, it's, you well, that, that was more like Clubber yeah, Lang. I just, did like, I, Club, I just went Clubber Lang for some reason. He was talking about Crabtree, right? Yeah. Uh, number, uh, Super Bowl 49, Marshawn Lynch is only there so he won't get fined. Not going to get fined. And the most exhausting, tired story in the history of Super Bowl week, deflate gate. Mm. All right, Dodger Denny calling in from Fort Dodge. Dodger Denny, you want to answer to uh, tell it like it is Don. About what? Uh, d- aren't you answering tell it like it is Don about the Cyclones? Yeah, I did. Uh, you know, I heard that gentleman talking about Iowa State doesn't play defense. Okay, sometimes they, they probably people think that they don't play defense, but they get better. And I wish they could have won that game uh, this Saturday, but I think they'll get better. And they don't talk about turnovers. Uh, they need to talk, too, about uh, free throws, too, Dodger Denny. Uh, free throws hurt the Cyclones at Texas A&M as well. I think they were getting better at that. There was a couple games where they shot pretty good at the free throw line, but, you know, that's not yeah. going to happen all the time, too. The other team is trying to win as well. <laughs> that's important uh, to remember. <laughs> You know how many turnovers they had this last game? I really, I would usually I watch that. They had stuff, they had 16. Well, that's way too many. Too. Yeah, and here's the difference uh, against Kansas, Iowa State forced 16 turnovers. That's one of the reasons they played good defense against the Jayhawks. But at Texas A&M, Iowa State turned it over 16 times. So they got to find that happy medium of at home and on the road. I say play the game Tuesday night outdoors. Are we supposed to get uh, like Eight 18 inches. inches of snow? Snowmageddon, or isn't it? In uh, it could be. Yes. Um, Snoma God. A <laughs> Hall of Famer, Jim Kelly, makes... Oh, there's... Oh, wait. Whoa, whoa. Look at that. We're updated. Oh, 13 whoa. inches up in Ames? Are you kidding? Wait a minute. This, this is like true. four inches on at 5 o'clock. Now it's 10 in Des Moines? What's going on? Is this true? Is this a joke? Someone Is this real? All right, John, you better put your snowshoes on and head up there. Hall of Famer, Jim Kelly, makes a dream come true, and he's part of Face Off next. Email the show, sound off at whotv.com. Please, for the love of God, can we be done with the caucuses? <laughs> I can barely watch sound off with all these commercials at Rope's End. Whoa. In Ottumwa. At Rope's End. Hang in there. Whoa. At Rope's End. Whoa. What'd you just say? Hang in there? Oh. <laughs> Jeez. No. <laughs> Come on, John. All right, Uh, time to bounce around some more topics. We call it face-off. Earlier this week, members of the Iowa football team, including C.J. Beathard, attended the Donald Trump rally. Many people had a problem with this, but not me. I don't have a problem either. I want students and student-athletes to care about our elected officials, even if their views don't match mine. The one thing I'd add, care must be taken to ensure it does not appear a few players represent the views of the football program or the university. Yeah, most of the people who had a problem just didn't like that it was Trump. Sure. Think beyond your own point of view. Big picture. That'd be a good idea. KUSports.com wrote a story this week on Paige Hoiberg, daughter of Fred. Paige is a Jayhawk and actually works in Bill Self's office. You have a problem with this? No one should have a problem with this. Paige should go to a school that she wants to go. And I'm not surprised her parents support that. As for working, good for her. 
even if I had as much money as Fred, and clearly I don't, <laughs> our kids would work during college. They need skin in the game. You don't have to tell me about what kind of a ball buster you are. <laughs> Come on now. The city of Coralville wants to build a statue of Hayden Fry. First, what's taking so long? Right? And second, how do you want your Hayden statue to look? Statue needs to look vintage, 80s yeah. Fry, hat, sunglasses, mustache. Mm. But I can't believe the university is going to let a Fry statue go up somewhere before it goes up at Kinnick, needed at Kinnick. In Coralville and not Iowa City? Come on. Get busy, Iowa City. One week from now, we will have a Super Bowl champion. Cam Newton is criticized for his celebrating his Dabbing, always confident smile. I like celebrations in football. It's fun, but there are some who dislike Newton right. because of his antics. You? I think it's generational. We haven't seen a great NFL quarterback act that way, but I don't care. He's having fun, and his teammates clearly love yeah. him. He's a leader. I don't think it's a race issue either. I think that gets overplayed. Johnny Manziel annoys people too. Russell Wilson does not. Last night at Rally Against Cancer, Jim Kelly was the guest speaker. The Iowa Nice Guy, Scott Sipker, helped you host, and Kelly's his sports hero. How would you describe Scott's excitement at the event? Embarrassing. Anything else? Honestly, it was, it was cool to see a grown man turn into a kid. And more importantly, it was nice to see a guy meet his sports hero, and the sports hero was so awesome he grew instead of shrinking. I mean, Sipker thinks more of him now. Mm. That's pretty cool. That's hard to do. Over under, John. Overrated the Pro Bowl. It's a touch football game. Underrated? How about Grease Live? What? Better than the Pro Bowl. And look, less dancing in Grease Live than in the Pro Bowl. <laughs> right? Am I right? More contact, too. And they're both actors, too. All right, let's take a couple of quick calls here. Uh, Ariana's in Des Moines. Ariana, how are you? Good. How are you? Great. Thanks for asking. Yeah, I want to talk about you, Mr. Murphy, for a second. Uh-oh. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Remember the Welcome Home ceremony you hosted with Lolo Jones and them? I sure do. Yeah, I was there and I watched it. Oh, good. Did you have a good time? Yeah, it was awesome. Oh, I'm glad to hear you enjoyed yourself, and thank you for letting me know. Hmm. Yeah, I, I plan, I want to be the next athlete to Welcome Home, too. And if you ask it's me to host goal. it when you come home from the Olympics, I promise to be there. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Ariana. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, final word of the night. Who uh, is it? Oh, wait. Bob in Des Moines with a quick thought first, and then Cheezer has honors. Bob, go ahead. Okay. Ready? Yep. yep. What's up, Bob? Hey, uh, I'd just like to bring up something about the Iowa State game there uh, that Keith uh, touched on there. Uh, I don't know what the deal with uh, the Burton not playing. Uh uh, Bob, we're going to have to end it there because we have to let Cheezer have the uh, the honors of who knows what. Hey, guys, how are you? Good. Good. What's Cheezer. up, Cheezer? Yeah, I think Iowa State's going to pull it off Tuesday, 74 to 70. We can get out before Cheezer says anything that uh, gets us in trouble. And they nice got to win. They're going to get a win on Tuesday. That'll do it for us. We're back next week. We hope you are, too. We leave you with the sound-off send-off. Huge weekend for the Iowa Wild, which included a thrilling Five-goal overtime win. I was there. That was awesome. And even more rare, check this out. It's a goalie fight. This guy from the Wild got sent back down today. He's up for one day, and he gets in a fight and gets sent back down. He made the most of his one day in Des Moines. Good job. Good job, goalie, sir. Fight on. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs>